really when you're self-employed, like any person that's self-employed really should have like multiple sources of income coming in. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kids at Work podcast with Matt Corman. Thanks for uh, tuning in today. Hope everybody's safe out there and had a good weekend. Um, I hope everybody's having a good start to your morning right now. New thing, I'm uh, releasing these at like 6 or 7 a.m. I'll say 6 a.m. Every Monday from here on out, got some good feedback from people saying that they like listening to it on their way to work. Something to look forward to and makes your Monday start off on a better note. Um, this week, though, I can start off on an even better note. Uh, today on the podcast, he's a recording artist. He's an entrepreneur. He's amassed millions of streams across a bunch of different platforms, and he's been in the game for a good amount of time now. He is the founder of Elite Reviews, a website where you can get your music reviewed by top artists and producers in the music industry. And his name is Jerry. Jerry, how you doing today? Good, bro. Appreciate you having me. Excited to be on here. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Um, yeah, I'm excited to, uh, to chat with you. We've never really like connected too much, man. I just think this year a little bit, like a little bit. I've seen your name in the space like a good amount. Like you've been in the game for a minute, huh? Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I think um, I was first, my music first kind of hit like Swaggy Tracks or any big like notable blog um, back in 2016. Um, so when I when I first got my my kick and, and things started moving, um, before that it was just like a SoundCloud, like, excited about getting 150 streams songs, stuff like that. Facts. <laughs> then, yeah. uh, once, once Swaggy started pulling through, that's when things got more exciting. But um, yeah, been it for yeah, the fourth year, really, or almost about now it's like fifth year, pretty much really uh, on the grind. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, I mean, five, I was looking at your YouTube, it looks like five years ago was when you had, you know, an upload from Swaggy. I don't know if that was like your first upload or not, but yeah. I was thinking, dude, like five years ago, I didn't even have a song on Spotify. Yeah, no, I think, um, yeah, I had no clue what Spotify was all about. Like, I, like, it was weird. Like, I think I, I was just like putting on my song on um, Spotify just for like the hell of it. Not thinking like, I didn't even know like the royalty structure. Like if you got paid from Spotify, I was just kind of like just throwing it on there just to make myself look more legit. Cause like, you know, you're having your songs on like Spotify or iTunes, like rather than SoundCloud made you look like more of like a professional artist rather than just someone that just threw their songs on like a free, free spot. So that was the main reason of doing it. But that was kind of like when Swaggy Tracks kind of pushed my shit. That's when things started moving with Spotify and I was getting these checks coming in, even mm -hmm. though they're obviously very small at the time, but still seeing these checks come in, it was like, damn, like you can actually start making money from this. So that's yeah. what kind of kicked me into gear. Yo, do you remember the first streaming check that you got? Like, do you remember how much it was for? Um, yeah. Or, or the first like withdrawal that you made? <laughs> I think it was probably like, probably like $10 or something. Uh, it was very small. I know, yeah. I know like I uploaded an album before like any of my music was heard. Um, and I think it probably got, I don't even know how many streams it got like during that time period before my music got heard. But I think probably like, 100 200 something like that so yeah. i think the first few i don't i don't even think i checked my royalties until like my like song started like getting plays and stuff so that's when i like started making my withdrawals but i'm sure i'm sure i could have pulled out a dollar <laughs> <laughs> but Bro, it's such a crazy feeling though when shit starts yeah. like I like I talk to a lot of like artists that are trying to break that mold and grow and stuff. And it's like, it's crazy once you hit that threshold where you're like, oh, you get like a thousand dollar check or something. You're like, oh my yeah. God, like I can actually do this shit. Um, right. But yeah, I want to, so I, I know you, you got this company Elite Reviews and um, are you guys launched yet? You're not launched just yet, right? Not yet. No. Uh, so yeah, we, we've had a few scheduled launch dates, but uh, they, we've had some delays obviously with development and stuff. Our goal is to really just like come out with the best site at like, first off rather than come out with a site that works but has to have all these bug fixes and all these glitches and stuff like that so yeah we decided to rather than risk having any bug issues or have any issues with since we were dealing with people's money we're dealing with like artists with like an artist with notable following we want to like obviously come off and and have a good um, representation with these like mid to high tier artists um so we're we're just taking our time a little bit uh, and making sure we're coming out with the best site and no glitches, no bugs, anything, anything like that. First. Yeah. So 
love that you're treating it like a, I mean, it is, it is, you know, it's, um, it kind of reminds me of like a startup tech company kind of deal, you know, the kind of, yeah. Yeah. No, we're, we're, it's cool. Cause I'm, I'm partnered with pretty much a startup tech company. Um, so they are, have already gone through it. So I was lucky enough to really work with their team and, um, not have to go through all the steps of like finding investors, finding developers and all that stuff that would probably take me like months and months to really figure out. Um, I was able to connect with my buddy, um, uh, Nick that runs the company and, uh, kind of jump things ahead a lot faster than me just starting from scratch. Fire. Yeah. It's a, it's a great idea. Um, I just like, just curious, you know, like what, how did you, cause I'm, I don't know how much you know, like about me too, but like, I love, like, I love like business and I love like the idea of being able to, uh, monetize, uh, like knowledge or just be able to kind of like take off from something that, you know, and kind of like I don't know, like share with other people. Like there are a lot of artists out there who are just kind of in the artist lane, which is fine. Um, which I am as well, but I also like, you know, I focus my efforts a lot onto like coaching and mentorship and and how to and how to, you know, grow artists. Mm-hmm. Like what made you take a step back and look and see uh like, you know, the industry is kind of missing something and this 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 could help. Yeah, I mean, um I'm always looking for new like kind of companies and new new revenue sources pretty much or just new things to like kind of get my excitement to keep going because obviously if you keep doing the same thing over and over again you're mm-hmm. it kind of feels like a job after a while so absolutely um obviously music just like releasing every two weeks stuff like that was kind of getting redundant um for me personally so i wanted to kind of find that passion again or find that like drive to really like push myself and, and want to like spend hours and hours on something. So, I mean, I had my clothing line for a little bit, shut that down because of COVID um, mm. and just didn't want to put the money, marketing money into it. If it was like harder to ship things and more expensive and all that. So yeah. push that down a little bit might, um, might come back to that like in the future. Um, but um, it was actually weird. Like, um, so I went through like a breakup in August and, and, um, it's fairly recent. I was, yeah, yeah. So I went to, uh, I was in, in, uh, New Hampshire at the time visiting friends and family. Uh, I was dating a girl from New Hampshire, went through a breakup. Um, it was pretty rough. So I flew back to Georgia and then kind of went into like a depression almost, or like, just like, just kind of like figuring out what I want to do in my life or like what really, what, my goals were and stuff. And then mm. I was just like driving back from the gym one day. And then, um, the idea of like elite reviews just kind of popped in my head, not like the full idea, but like, just like the, the idea of like bigger artists helping smaller artists in some sort of way. Um, and it was just, yeah, just random, random thought that came into my head. So I, uh, got back to my house and just kind of started typing, typing it down and, and figuring out like, just like adding different, different details to it. And then, um, I knew my buddy Nick had like his own music tech company. Um, and, uh, I thought I knew he would be a good resource cause he always reaches out to me about like, Hey, like we're coming out with this idea for our, our, our site. Do you think it'd be a good idea for small artists or do you, he's already reaching out to me about like ideas for a newer, um, improvements for the music industry and stuff like that. So felt like it would be a good pitch for him. So, um, we uh, obviously sent over like a non-disclosure, all that. And then we uh, did the pitch or I did the pitch to him and um, he loved it. And then uh, we kind of just started things going from there. We, I wrote up like a more professional business plan. Um, and then his, he got his team involved, his development team and his marketing team. Um, and then we just, uh, I started um, coming up with all the logos and like all the, like the, what the site's going to look like, the the color scheme, all that stuff. And, um, he kind of started with the, um, just getting his development team ready and, and how the site's going to work and, and the, um, wire, um, frames and all that. So, um, things start moving pretty quick. We, I think the idea started in end of August and now we're in January and, um, we're pretty confident we're going to be launching mid January. So, wow. Definitely, uh, definitely kind of kicked it into gear, which I'm grateful for. Um, cause yeah, if I, if I was just doing this from scratch, <laughs> I would be, I'd be a lot longer. I'd be like, I don't even know if I would be able to do it, but, um, it would just take a lot longer and, and a lot more. Now you figure, you figure it out. That's awesome though, man. The, uh, the site looks excellent. 
I mean, that that's the first thing. Like, I, I don't know if I even told you that. I was like, wow, this site looks incredible. Yeah, we're we're kind of obviously like taking ideas from like we want to make it as easy and accessible as possible for people like not just have, not have a lot, about a lot of buttons or a lot of like confusing like prices come and stuff. So we're just making it as easy and accessible as possible. Um, taking ideas from like what Cameo did, how Cameo was successful, obviously not ca- copying Cameo, but like taking ideas of how they became successful with their website and how they grew to being like a hundred million dollar company. Um, and just like kind of combine, like taking our knowledge and how our site, we want our site to work and how um, we want it to be uh, easy to use with the artists and um, the branding of the site to be easy enough for any artist to share. So it's not like a site that looks like a rock or like a heavy metal site. Like we want to kind of make our site as neutral as possible for like pop, mm. hip hop, um, rock. Cause we want to obviously cover all genres. So um, kind of just putting all those pieces together and um, making it kind of just like user-friendly and, and looks good for all. Yeah. I mean, and it, and it, and it definitely does. I think you do a good job with a, what is it? It's like white and pink and black. Is that kind of the colors that you're using? Um, it's white and red and black. Yeah. White, red and black. Yeah. No, I love it, dude. And I, and I love the idea. It's, isn't it crazy seeing like an idea that kind of pops into your head and then like seeing it kind of come to life. Like at one sec, like at one point when you were jotting that down, like you probably couldn't see into the future and be like, yeah, elite reviews are going to be a real fucking thing, but like it is very, very real. And it's going to release it's January 4th now. So in the next couple of weeks, Yep. Yep. That's the plan. As long as uh, everything goes smoothly, obviously, like I said, we want to make sure we don't run into any issues after launch. We'd rather run into the issues before, before. Yeah. Do you think it's something like when you were, uh, I mean, we're all still coming up, but like, cause I, I would have loved to, I'm thinking to myself like a couple of years ago, I mean, it's always good to get feedback from artists for yeah. sure. Like it, it always is yeah, at any level it is. And it's just like something that, I never even thought of that, like how easy it would be to have some sort of platform that it's like, hey, I need some advice on how this shit sounds. And like, I really kind of look up to this guy. Like, it just kind of makes perfect sense. So, uh, well done, brother. Thanks, bro. No, I yeah. no, that's, uh, that's fucking awesome. So tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, you mentioned the breakup and stuff, you know, your music. Um, I noticed there's a lot of relationship type of music. I mean, you have a lot of different songs. I was just, I was just kind of diving through the catalog. I mean, Obviously, you know, Top Hand, Don't Know Love is, you know, probably your top song right now, correct? Yep. Yep. For Great sure. fucking record, by the way, man. That shit is, I can't, that, that's one of those, like, when you made that shit in the studio where you're like, all right, I, I got one. Actually, I mean, I definitely knew it was going to be a good song to release, but like, I didn't know it was going to be like the song or like the song that was going to like sure. do good because I mean, I, I thought I was making like other songs that were comparable and stuff. So like, it wasn't like a song. I was like, all right, this one's definitely going to blow up. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Other song at the time. And then, um, yeah, I released it. And, and I think promoting sounds really helped that one. Because uh, I think there, it got like a million views on their YouTube in like less than a month or something. Um, wow. Holy that, shit. Yeah, or something like that. It's, it was, I think it's, it was like number five of their most popular tracks for a while. And then I think it probably was dropped down by now. But it definitely did really good on their channel and that that those views obviously um or, or Spotify and, and the other streaming platforms. Let me see. I wanna look up. Do you know off to off rip how many streams it has on YouTube right now? I think like six point four million. God damn, man. I remember yeah, I mean, dude, yeah, six point four mil. I mean, two years ago, dude, like things aren't getting streamed like that on YouTube as much anymore. Like that's like on Spotify, yeah. you got a, You got a good song. If it's doing that, like for sure. Like mm. I'm just thinking about like, you know, one of my songs, word of the wise. And I'm just thinking like when that shit hit, yeah. it just like, it, it changes your whole entire catalog though. Like, I don't know. Did you have any songs that were kind of popping off before that one came out? Um, I mean, I have my song upgraded. That was like the first one that kind of hit. And that one, um, was, uh, that one and my song messing were like the two ones we were really pushing my Spotify at the time. Yeah. Um, and then I had a few other ones that were doing like pretty good, but they weren't like as good as the other ones they are they're doing average compared to what I'm at now. Um, so I didn't really have, I think my, my, uh, the two ones were upgraded and, and the mess and, and then once don't Little love hit. Yeah. That obviously like skyrocketed to the top, but yeah, I didn't really have any like hit, 
I guess, hits or like that one hit song. Yeah. Oh. No, yeah, yeah. And it, it's it's so cool seeing like, what were you at like monthly listeners wise? Do you have any idea? Just curious. Like before um, before it dropped. Um, I think I was at like, I think I was at like 120,000, something like that. 100,000, 100, around there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I had, I think I had one with Anthony Russo, like a little bit before that, that kind of like blew up at this, like for a little bit and then it died down pretty quickly. Mm. Uh, and that was like when, right before Anthony Russo, like blew the fuck up and started working with G-Eazy and all that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that, that actually like pushed me pretty good on, on Spotify monthly listeners. And then um, I think as that one was dying down, that's when Don't Know Love kicked in and uh, obviously took it. Took it further, but fuck yeah. I was stuck. I was stuck under 200,000 for so long. And then um, I kind of learned on, I learned about like marketing, targeted marketing and, and how to grow your followers rather than grow your streams. And, um, or growing your followers correlates into like growing your streams, but like obviously just like a longer, it just takes a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, that's really what like kind of pushed me over the 200,000. Interesting you say that. Everybody has so many different, like, you know, ideas for strategizing on how to like grow. Right. Yeah. But, but you're saying, you know, specifically marketing and trying to get your followers up. Were you like, were you, what were you doing to do that? Um, so basically did like targeted marketing through, um, Facebook business, um, using Instagram stories. So having like creating like different, um, probably like five or six ads of, uh, different music videos, different songs mm. and testing them out through, through, uh, Facebook business and then obviously just keeping the ones that did good uh, getting rid of the ones that did bad and then um not not um directing it towards a specific song um the ad would go towards just my my generic spotify page so like interesting they like the song they have to go dig through my spotify to like actually find that song and then that might and then they have like the big following button right as they like swipe up. So they have that following button. So it makes people want to follow more. And it just doesn't give them the song right away. If they really like the song and they're like, oh, they liked it enough to swipe up on my, to like listen to it. Um, they have to go find it and which could lead to more streams and, and um, them kind of going digging through my catalog and then liking my music enough to actually follow me. So it seemed to work. I mean, I, when I started doing the, the uh, targeted marketing, I was at 13,000 Spotify followers. And then in about a year, I hit 30,000 um, <laughs> Spotify followers from doing that. And they're all like, they're all real. And I could see it like correlate through my release radar and correlate through like my first week streams. I think I was only hitting like maybe 10,000 um, or a little under 10,000, maybe like 12,000 if I was lucky for the first week. Um, when I was at 13,000 followers and now I'm like easy 20,000 to 25,000 typically. So that's sick. So it's definitely, you can see it in, uh, with the follower increase. And that's why I like with the whole Spotify thing now where people are like paying for streams. Um, I think they should definitely focus more on like the following growth rather than the stream growth. Yeah. And that's a, that's a great point. Um, <clears throat> I find it interesting. Like, um, Facebook ads only work like to a certain, I've heard of a strategy where you have like a hyped it page and then you have people kind of go to the hyped it page and then are able to click through there. But it sounds like you just directed people straight to your Spotify, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, well, I had, uh, it was like a, it was directly through my Spotify, but we use like a, um, like, uh, the fan link almost, I think it's the fan link. Yeah. Uh, we use something to like direct them. It would be it would automatically go to the Spotify, but we use that um fan link page to kind of track um track the people that clicked on it and um get like the pixel information. Exactly. Um and I think it was it it directed them to Spotify a little easier than um how Instagram does it or something. Yeah. It was a little a little different. But no, I love that, man. Definitely, you know, I, I tell people that too. It's like so I'm like I said, like, I feel like I've started a little bit like after you and, um, growth wise, like I just broke 10,000 followers, but I haven't run any Facebook ad strategy for my music. Um, in the beginning I did a little bit, but like, I've just relied a lot on, um, like a strategy of releases and like networking, connecting with certain vloggers and different influencers is kind of my route, um, to growth. But I mean, other than seeing, you know, 
using Facebook ads to grow your followers on Spotify, what else have you seen is like most effective or has made you found success as an artist? Like, would you say like, you know, if there's an underground artist listening to this? Yeah. Um, I would say, um, probably uh, networking with like you just said, networking with blogs, I think promoting sounds, swaggy tracks, all those guys really like pushed. I mean, I gained the 13 to up to 13,000 without, any promotion or anything as well. And that was just really from, from promoting sounds, swaggy tracks, um, getting on different edit, like not editorial playlists, but like getting on different, um, uh, personal playlists that people have. And, um, just, uh, people share my music that way. Um, I think I got on Jake's Paul, Jake Paul, Jake Paul's vlog once or twice. Um, even though, even though it didn't credit me, um, still, mm. still, I had people like DM me on Instagram, stuff like that saying like, Hey, use your song. So I think just different, like I've had like just different random, like vlogs and different random, like videos use my music. And yeah. I think the majority of them credit me. And, um, I feel like all that combined just really helped me grow. Um, I didn't really like do anything specific. Um, I mean, I definitely kept, kept, um, networking with, with, uh, the blogs and always talked to promoting sounds. I reached out, shared my new song with them, not in like annoying way where I'm sure like a lot of artists might like consistently like email them, but like in more of like a, more of like a business and like professional, um, relationship way where you're obviously respecting their time and respecting, like they probably have tons of submissions coming in. Um, and just kind of using that relationship from the past to, have them listen to my music and, and, um, decide if they want to post it. So I guess just maintaining that network and, and maintaining the net, uh, relationships with the blogs and the people that have helped you in the beginning, um, to help you keep growing. Facts. Yeah. Completely aligned with you there, man. Like promoting sounds has helped me uh, a lot. Um, especially yeah. from, from the jump. I mean, I don't know how many songs I have on there. Maybe like, I have no idea, but a good amount. And I know you do too. I, I've, I've never been on swaggy tracks, but it's like the same thing. Like if you're trying to work with any type of blog, it's the not being annoying factor. And it's also saving your swings. I know a lot of artists are like, yeah, like every time I drop, I send, I submit a song. I like, yeah. don't really recommend that. You know, I recommend saving your swings. Right? Like for instance, if you have a hardcore trap song, you don't really care. You don't really want to be on promoting sounds, right? Like know your audience and know who you're, client is and who you're trying to actually work with. There's a reason why Don't Know Love worked great on the Promoting Sounds channel. Yeah. Maybe it yeah, wouldn't have worked on some songs. other shit, you know? I only send my sad songs to Promoting Sounds. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually like, that's funny. Me, me, me too. And like, I, um, I pretty much like stopped making like all this new shit that I have coming out. It's like way more upbeat and more in the yeah. market. That's kind of working for me. Mm-hmm. But um, no, dude, that was a, that was a great point for that. Um, let's talk about the music a little bit, man. Cause uh, you know, your stuff is pretty personal stuff, right? I think that it, you, you know, you talk a lot about your life and you talk a lot about relationships and I feel like like the last, I just listened to, I think it's called the end. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And like, and um, I'm, I'm confusing it. That's kind of a relationship one, right? Too. Yeah. Yep. That is. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, I love, I love that shit though, man. I love talk. I love making songs about like, yeah. Even if it's not happening to me, I love making it, you know? Yeah. It's funny the way that song was created um, kind of just worked out like, um, I think abstract was going through like, a going through a breakup around the same time. Um, and he was like tweeting different, like, like breakup stuff or like just tweeting stuff. And I, I was like retweeting it. Cause I was like relating to him and shit. Um, yeah. and he DM me. He's like, yo, like, it's like, I see you are like feeling the same way. Let's, let's make a track. And uh, <laughs> that's amazing. Like, yeah. Um, took us a little, bit, a little while to find the beat. Um, but yeah, I, I, I found that beat and then, um, came up with like a rough, rough draft and, and sent it over and he uh, fucked with it and then went from there. So yeah, it worked out that the breakup definitely gave me a lot more opportunities and a lot, lot better outcome than what the relationship was. So it's, uh, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. I, um, so like I, I was in a relationship for like seven fucking years, man. And, yeah. um, I remember like the first time we broke up or whatever, I made some fire. And then um, I, no, I made a, my first song that like actually did like pretty freaking well was called Broken Screens. And oh, yeah. Um, you heard that? yeah, so oh, yeah. I, that was from like a breakup. And then uh, we got back together and I was like, yo, my shit's whack. Like you got to break up with me or some shit so I can make some <laughs> fire again. <laughs> no, that's fire that um, you found some. That shit does definitely make, 
make the best music. It's funny, like this is the only industry where like when bad shit happens to you, like it makes you money. <laughs> it makes you more money. So Bro, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what I didn't want to get tied up in though. I was like, Yeah. So many people were like, yo, like make more songs like broken screens or like life dreams right. and stuff. And like I don't want to get tied to because like if I'm feeling good, like I don't want to have to write breakup music. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. No, I feel you. I get I get that all the time for Don't Know Love. I get I think once a week, I get like a message saying you have to make another Don't Know Love or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> People don't know how hard it is to make a fucking song like that, too. Uh, yeah, shit's, shit's fucking difficult. Are you mixing your own stuff? Like, what, 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 how, what's your process like? Um, yeah, right now I'm mixing all my music. Um, for a while, when I was working full time, um, I uh, obviously didn't have enough time. Like I was balancing uh, full time work, relationship, all that. So didn't have enough time to mix. I liked mixing my own stuff when I was doing it in college. Um, cause that's what I went to college for. So, um, when I was able to like, when I quit my full time job and I was single and was able to put the time into like, actually like, like, I, I think like, obviously like when you're mixing your own stuff, like you, you do have like, you do have to be careful because you are, you have listened to the song a hundred times already. So you yep. have to be careful about that. But at the same time, you do put more of that effort in and like, you really like put in your all rather than someone that you're just paying that might not, might, might have like a hundred, like 50 other tracks that they're working on. So I yep. do feel like it has like their pros and cons to it where you have to be careful about like missing things. Cause you've heard it so many times, but at the same time, like you're really passionate about the song. So it, you're putting all the effort in, like trying to make it the best it can be. Bro, yeah, I absolutely feel you. I um, so I work with directly like with my engineer. He's he's an artist as well. I don't know. You you've heard Adrian Stressel before? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Shout he, out Adrian. So he, he he just got him on the site. Oh fuck yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a fucking legend. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hell yeah. Well, he um he's been like he mixed all my music for last year, mixed and master, and then this year, I've been um I like have been learning how to do my own stuff, and I pretty much did like the majority of my stuff this year. But um I go like back and forth with him about like you know like how shit sounds or whatever. I still like he's still mastering the majority of my shit because it's fucking yeah. it's so um it's so difficult. But let me um it, it, I find it interesting like talk about your process and you said like full time work, so you're full-time music right now. And also, could you come closer to the mic too? I think I'm losing you a little. Yeah, sorry, bro. There you go. Perfect. Um, yeah. So you're, are you full-time on music right now? You don't, you don't have a, another gig at all? Nope. Um, yeah. Full-time on music. Um, been doing Fire. full-time music for since January of last year. Fire. Um, yeah. Worked in uh, staffing for a bit, was a manager for some um, big uh, fortune 500 companies. Like, managing like their staffing and stuff like that um and i mean staffing is just a very stressful job and i bro i worked in staffing too oh you did yeah yeah no i i just didn't like it at all i mean i worked there for four years and and uh definitely got a lot of good experience and got a lot of knowledge like business like just business stuff like talking to business people like um presenting in front of like large mental, uh, large amount of people and, um, just more of the business side of like a company. So it definitely benefited me with some of the music stuff I'm doing, like the business side of the music and business side of like what I'm doing now. So, um, definitely don't regret working there at all. And, and it gave me the income I needed to really push my music and, and market my music. Cause nowadays people don't realize that the music industry, especially coming up, costs a lot of money to like really push your stuff and, and get it heard. Facts. Facts. I find it interesting that I, I, I'm i in a similar boat, right? Like I graduated and I worked for uh, like Enterprise Rent-A-Car and was in mm. management there. And then like I moved to a staffing agency and I did sales at a software company after right. up until COVID hit. And then I... um. And like, I've been music full time. Like I've been lucky enough. I think like me and you are at the point, like our streams are kind of at the point where it's like, you know, if, if you live within your means, like, yeah, you can, you can live off it, you know, but um, yep. do you ever get like, like that, that decision of leaving your company or how, how'd you kind of exit there? Did you just um, more music? Yeah, no, I mean, I was working remotely cause I um, moved to Georgia um, yep. and to keep me on. Um, so they let me be a remote manager for, um, a company in Chicago. Um, so I was doing that for a while. Um, and I was just like losing motivation with the job and, and, um, and, uh, they wanted me to 
move over to um, the Uber account um, to like manage Uber. And that was like a huge ass account. And it was take me like like probably like 10 or it was probably gonna be like 10 or 12 hour days at times. And like, just really take a lot out of like my music. And I'd probably lose a lot of motivation to do music after work because it's just going to be such a stressful job. Um, And I was at the point where um, I was making like, like a ton of money combined with the both combined. Um, mm-hmm. and I had like a huge big savings and I was making a lot of money with my music where I was like, I felt comfortable to, um, not have to do it anymore or not have to work my full-time job. Um, I actually did Uber for like, after I quit my job, I, um, drove for Uber for a bit just to like, kind of get into that, like, like go from like making like double my money, to just have so did I. So I like, did the same I, thing. Yeah. I did like uh, the Uber driving for a bit um, till COVID hit. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I kind of just grinded, but now, now I'm getting into like um, stocks and um, day trading and stuff like that. That's, that's <laughs> a big focus I now. Um, and that's been going well. And then obviously elite reviews and um, music. So that's my three, three big, big income sources I'm trying to build for 2021. Fuck yeah, man. I love that. Dude, we are, we're pretty similar. I mean, like I, I drove yeah. for Uber when, because it's, it's like, once you get to like a certain amount of money, I get, I get nervous, right? Like I live in Boston and you know, there's heavy expenses out here. And like, I'm like, damn, like, yeah, I could, like I make this check once a month, but like, is this like, am I going to be able to do this for like the rest yeah. of the year? You know what I mean? It just gets nerve wracking. You think about taxes, like oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's like a, it's, it's, it's fucking nerve wracking. I get artists all the time that ask me like, how do you get to the point where you're doing music like full time? And it's, a, I think that's a, um, it's a relative question. Like it's, yeah. it, cause it's, it's all situational. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it depends where you live, like how expensive your living expenses are and, and um, how much you're willing to sacrifice and how smart you are to not just make music here. I mean, a lot of these artists that it like depends so much on, music as their one source, but Mm -hmm. really when you're self-employed, like any person that's self-employed really should have like multiple sources of income coming in Um, just in case one fails or one is like struggling at at one time, like you have another source of income and like the more source of income, obviously the more you're making money. So I'm all about just trying to come up with new ways to make money because as a self-employed, like when you're self-employed, you have all this time on your hands. You're not like working the nine to five schedule. So you have all this time to like really create new source of income that mo- the majority of people that are working these nine to fives don't have the ability to do because they're s- stuck to that st- strict schedule. Yeah. So we have the ability to kind of work outside the box and work outside those Absolutely. lanes to like create new things. Absolutely. You know, that saying, it's like, you need to sacrifice time. Or sacrifice money. And uh, that's exactly what you did. You know, that's that's what I did. You know, you're making some some good money working your job at the same time. But there's like, I've been kind of battling with that too. Cause like, um, I don't know, there's just some sort of fucking, like I want to, I want to invest in real estate. And I, I just, I'm a very impatient yeah. person. And yeah, like, lucky for me right now, like I have the capital to do it, but I'm thinking like longer term, I'm like, damn, if I did just work a job right now, I could make shit happen so much faster because like, Oh, like I want to put 10 grand over there. Like that won't even be a thing if I have a gig. Cause then it's like, you know, and did you, um, did you, did you go to college? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Where'd you go? Full State university. Uh, it's in, um, it's in winter park, Florida. It's like a media college almost. So they do like uh recording. Well, I went for recording arts, which is basically behind the boards. Um, goes over like all like mixing, like pretty much like, everything that goes into the recording process, stuff like that. Um, and then they do like film school and, and uh, I think game design. So they just do like a ton of different media stuff. Um, uh, cool experience work. It's like, it was like, it was in Florida, but it was really advertised to like world, like worldwide. So we had kids from like every state in the United States there, like, um, plus like overseas. So it was, it was cool to, uh, be able to network with a lot of those people that had the same like drive and same goals as me rather than going to a regular college where majority of those people are going to be their goal after college is obviously just get like a 
regular job and, and start their career. So yeah. it was cool to be able to be around those people and you didn't feel as crazy um, doing what you're doing because you're, you're around, even though after college I did get a regular job, but <laughs> still it was cool, cool experience to be around those people and, and um, open up different opportunities for like music video shoots or photo shoots. Cause yeah. Yeah. You built up your network there. Yeah. Yeah. That's fire. I've actually been to full sale before my brother did like uh yeah, my older brother, he was, so he got me into music because he was, uh, he always wanted to be a rapper. And yeah. then, so he went to full sale for like a couple of years, actually, um, forget maybe two years. Um, but I've been on campus there and I was so impressed with like the backdrop area. There's this backdrop area. And then there's also like the, just the engine, the studios they have there are fucking, yeah. they're, they're incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I think they have like a $5 million recording studio there. Does anyone use it? Like, do like, are there any artists in there that are making songs? Can you make songs while you're there in the studios? Yeah. I mean, some of their projects that we did were to like, um, make songs or we had to like bring in a band, like a local band or something like that to, uh, record. And then we had to do like the whole recording process, mixing process, mastering process. So I think that was like our fun. One of our final things was to fully like record like an EP for a band. Um, God, I feel like that would be so easy nowadays to add. Like, <laughs> like that's the yeah. final. No, it's crazy. Yeah. And like, but these guys have like, you know, like they have the freaking like racks, racks of compressors, racks of like different mm. equipment that you have to learn. And like, they did like the old analog. Um, so you had to like use wires to like plug into different effects. And oh, it was, it was definitely complicated. Like, I'm glad that, they created logic and they created like pro. Yeah, I was going to say, why not just use like a DAW and just fuck it? You know, I, I know. I'm glad that it's not like that now. Cause yeah, music industry would be so much harder. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was a really cool school. Um, yeah, I think, I do think there is artists that use that. I think, um, I forget the name. I think they said Beyonce like came or did something there. Um, forget. There was a few big names. I know they had come by and like record. Um, Cause it is such like a impressive studio. Yeah. I mean, I've seen the signs everywhere too for full. So that's, that's really cool. So you must've been like, I went to music. I mean, music, I went to college for business management and entrepreneurship, but it's always knew I want to be an entrepreneur. And I always knew that I kind of had that, that thing in there, but you went to music for, I mean, whoa, you went to college for music. So that's like kind of insane. Like you, you already knew early on that this is kind of what you want to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not the, I mean the rapping thing. Um, do you have any like musician people in your family or anything? Um, yeah, my dad uh, is a drummer. He used to be a drummer for like a that him and his friends made or something like that. Um, and then I had um, my, my cousins like did rap a little bit when they were like, like in high school and they didn't take it really seriously. Um, so that kind of inspired me though, when they were taking it seriously, like it kind of died off pretty quick but um when they were taking it seriously that was like kind of inspiration because um i always tried playing like instruments and like doing like piano and drums and and um i just didn't like taking lessons i don't know i think just the fact of like having to like study and like having to like treat it like a school like yeah it was like it just kind of like that's no fun yeah so when I was able to like start writing my own lyrics and like taking at my own pace and like not getting told like what to do and like what to practice. Um, I just kind of fell in love with like the writing side of things and, um, just kept going. I was terrible probably for the first like three years to like listen back to any music I made, like for the first like two or three or probably even more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like, it's just uh, embarrassing to listen to, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's just facts. I love. <laughs> it doesn't like you can, you're obviously talent is going to help you. And talent is like, like having that natural talent to like flow and that natural talent to like sing and stuff is definitely going to help you. But like, I definitely didn't have any talent with like the rap part, like the flow part and stuff. It was just all just like work and like, like learning the flow and like learning melodies and what melodies like I liked and like were catchy to me. And like, just like kind of going through that process of like, just like really working hard and like believing in myself rather mm-hmm. just having that natural ability to sing and natural ability to flow on a track. Um, so yeah. I would say, see, that was it. That's Definitely wild. Hard. Like you had to work so hard. I'm like, not only like some cocky shit, but it was like opposite for me. Like I've been, cause I've been, I've been freestyling since I was like 10 years old. Like my, I'm, I'm 25. My older brother is, um, 
God, was he 31, 32? And so like he was making music in high school on like LimeWire and shit, like putting his MP3s on LimeWire to get download. Yeah. And he, I remember him like having the microphone like in his room, like taped up to a broomstick and like with the pillows around him. And I was helping him set it up. And I I was freestyling like at such a young age. So like the whole rapping thing was kind of easy to me. Mm. But the hard part was me for was making songs. And it's kind yeah. of like what I had to learn how to do. Cause you know, like there's a difference between like, okay. And you see this a lot with artists. Some artists are extremely fucking good at rapping. They can, Bar out, but no one get, no one wants to listen because they yeah. can't make a good song. And there's just like, there's just so many things you need to learn on God. Like, like, I don't know. Like, do you ever get into a vibe? It's like, damn, like, as you like, sometimes I pull off of a track off of my verse. I did this last night and I was like, I'm trying to prove something too much. Like, they just want to hear this type of song. Like, I just got to, like, there's no, yeah. I don't need to show them I can rap. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 No, I, I've gotten caught up in that too. Like, having to like rap fast or like, rap as fast as I can to like prove that you know, I'm a good rapper. But in reality, like it's not about like the fast rap and like how fast you're, you're going. It's more about like what you're saying in the track and, and um, how you're relating to people, obviously flow and, and like syllables and all that, like are definitely a huge part of it. But mm-hmm. um, I'd say it's a combination between like how you're relating to people, um, how you're, like how you're making them feel like emotion wise, like happy, sad. Um, and just using your lyrics to like, really like change your life or like just put them in a bad mood, a good mood, a sad mood. Like if you're able to do that, that is like you're better rapper than just someone rapping really fast and not really understanding what you're saying. (laughs) Hell yeah, man. I always try to tell people like, try to uh, give them something that they relate to. Like try to say a line in there or like, I like to try to tell a story. It's like, try to, Try to, when they're driving to work or whatever they're doing when they're listening to you in the gym, make them say, yeah, like, I agree. You yeah. know, I agree with you. I've been there before. Like, I've had that girl problem. I've had that guy problem. I've had, you know, whatever the hell you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but, yo, speaking of, like, relating to things, like, I know you're from, you're from the East Coast, too. What, what part of New Hampshire are you from? Um, I'm from um, right near Manchester. I mean, I'm from Wilton. You probably never heard of it. But um, it's right near Manchester, New Hampshire. Uh, yeah. Sure, if you know there, like Nashua, like my grandparents are in Nashua. Yeah, um, I went to Snoo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. That. Um, yeah, I lived in Manchester after college. I had an apartment there in Manchester for two years. What part? Um, it was near the Hooksit Hooksit border. Like, um, not sure if you know where that is. Like the Hooksit Market Basket and stuff like that. Yeah, man, of course. Yeah. yeah so off Exit Seven, um, in through Manchester, so. Yeah, bro. I was on campus at Snoo my whole time. Oh, so so Manchester was like my fucking hometown, man. You know, like Whiskey's 20 was the place, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. No, yeah. Manchester was one time they like bonfire. And um, yeah, Whiskey's 20. I've been a few times. They <laughs> yeah. Have, uh, they have some, it's a small city, small city, but they definitely can turn up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy at times. What uh? What's that like for like? Who do you guys have for musicians out there, man? I don't even like. No, um, no. I know you guys got like you. Jay Zach is from New Hampshire, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, some smaller artists. I think Abstract just dropped a song with Crispy D, which is a smaller artist from Nashua. Mm. Um. Um, and then who else? Do you do any collabs with anybody? Like, what's the environment like there? Because Boston's obviously a lot bigger. And, like, I, I like, live in the city here. But um, mm-hmm. in terms of, like, collaborative effort, like, we're doing... I could actually probably add you into this shit. Like, we have, like, a Discord going on now. It's called, like, the Boston Music Connection. But, um, and it's just so everybody can kind of connect and be a little bit more collaborative. Because kind of coming up, it really wasn't too collaborative. Like, what's... I mean, New Hampshire's a little different. But, like, what's it like up there, like, in terms of artists? Like, um, I mean, we definitely have a lot of artists that are, like, are up and coming, obviously, like just the, the regular up and coming. I mean, I, I have a few from my high school that I still work with, like um, my boy Casey. He um, he's kind of coming back into it, so I'm like helping him out and like mixing some of his songs and kinda just giving him tips because yeah. he was like when I went to high school, like he was the rapper, like he was the one that. Oh really? Um, now it's then, Jay Ray popping off now. And then it, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just like things kind of like just grew over time, and and um, and uh, so now I'm. Obviously, like he always like supported me though, even though like he could have been like co- a cocky asshole and like just be like mm. duck or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
but he always like supported me. Like we, we rap together. We like, we, um, like had fun, like in music class, stuff like that. So, um, definitely want to return the favor and like help him out if he, he needs it going forward. So we have like the small artists like that, obviously like Jay Zach, he's out in LA now. He's, um, he's definitely doing good, big things with like, um, with, um, like music video wise. And like, um, I think I see him working with like some pretty big, like, Tick, not I don't know if they're TikTokers, but like um, influencers. I, I see, he, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's got some good uh, connections. Them, so like, yeah, I mean, I hope we have some more more name New Hampshire names, or we have some big New Hampshire names coming out soon. Yeah, <laughs> so, I don't I don't think we have like obviously Adam Stanler, but he's in the music or the movie industry. So <laughs> we need like a music person. Um, but uh, what was I gonna say? Um, no, oh yeah, we have the. Um, we have uh, the what's the uh, it's like a music it's a mu- uh, music video production company in Manchester and they work with Joyner Lucas and um, uh, oh dude and, um, um, fucking what is it what am I thinking of I know who it is I know the fucking owner of it yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I forget his God, name they have a clothing line I can't I can't even dude I can't even think of it. it's like he went, one of the kids went to Snoo dude he yeah why can't I think, I think, it, I think it, I thought his name started with the B that owns it I'm not sure. It might, um, it might be. Now I'm, now I'm fucking hooked on it. I don't want to Yeah, I know, like, it's pretty impressive. Like, they've worked with, like, obviously, Joyner Lucas's Chris Brown record and, like, um, I Prevail and all that. So, Huge. they're definitely doing big things for a music video company in Manchester, New Hampshire. <laughs> Absolutely. Is it called a... Uh, no, this is Limitless. Limitless is a different thing, I think. It might be. That's uh, a clothing brand from it. Oh, Limitless Media? No, it's... Uh, let me see... I know this dude, Trev Finna, like works with Joyner, but I think he might just do photography for him. Yeah, I think that guy might work for. Um, hmm. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But, because, um, yeah, I know they're pretty big. Um, yeah, dude, the music video thing, I was just talking with Ryan Oaks about that, like, about how, like, it, um, I mean, I know you recently just shot the music video like, like a month ago, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I worked with, um, an artist or an artist, but a uh, director in Atlanta for the, uh, memories music video. That was pretty fun. How do you feel about like doing music videos and like your return on investment there? What are your thoughts? Um, definitely a terrible return on investment, but I think it is important to definitely, um, like give people visuals, like, Obviously, you don't have to do every single song. If you have, I mean, unless you have, I'm sure every single song being more consistent would probably grow your YouTube a lot faster. But I'm I'm the type of person that I don't want to drop like ten cheap music videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd rather drop like one like high quality, like expensive music video every once in a while to give you like the best quality. So like, if I do ever blow up, and if I do ever like get to that point people like i don't have to delete those music videos because they're like <laughs> super like lame but i can yeah like, i still have like that quality like people can look back and be like all right that's that's still dope and and kind of help me from there um and growing it's just all about like growing your brand and like keeping your brand like where you want it to be um so i mean i'm sure i've seen like artists do like the whole like try to drop a music video for like almost every song. Um, even if they're very basic music videos, that's hard. That's expensive, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and definitely I, mean, I see, I see YouTube growth on it, but I'm just not sure. Like if it's like how far I'll get you. Um, yeah. Um, I'd much rather just like, obviously invest the money every once in a while, even if I'm not getting like the money back, um, from it it's good just to have like that visual for people and um, just makes your brand more legit and, and people more interested in you. Absolutely. I did see it grow. Like it just grow my streams a bit. Um, my Spotify streams and, and um, YouTube has been pretty consistent. So I don't think it was a total loss, but definitely the payback. I'm not, I don't think the payback for it was. No, it's like, it's like marketing. It's an endless, yeah. bit. you know, it, it is, it is what it is. I haven't dropped a music video in like, well over two years, maybe three years at this point. And just for that reason, like I could have dropped a video to word of wise and like, <clears throat> it's definitely like requested and just like different songs. But 
I don't know. Sometimes I, I just like, I, I, I actually ask it's because I'm interested. I'm like, you know, what, what your thoughts are. If you're going to like, are you going to keep, are you going to put out some more music videos for 2021? Like what's 2121 looking for you on the music side uh, of things? Yeah. So I think I'm going to um, try to be as consistent as possible with like the, the every two week um, deal. Uh, might push it, might push it to like three weeks, um, depending on how busy things get with like, elite and all that. So, um, but I want to stay consistent with singles. Um, I just, I want to like, I'm just sick of being in the two hundreds. I want to like go past, I've been in the two hundreds <laughs> probably for like, like close to a year, maybe, maybe less. Um, but I just want to like grow to the, the I'm on, I want to get to the three hundreds at least. Yeah, <laughs> like, I do. Like, I get that. But, um, yeah, no, I just want to just, stay consistent. Um, but at the same time, not like lose any quality for my music. Um, so if I do need to take more time, I'll, I'll take the time, but want to, uh, stay consistent with things and then, um, uh, grow. Yeah. Both music elite. Um, and yeah, I think I'm, my goal is to move back to the East coast in 2021, like in the beginning of 2021, um, did the whole land. Um, probably Southern New Hampshire or, or mass depending on, on where I'm, I'm looking, not sure yet. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to be like in, in a busier area. Um, obviously I want to be close. Like I've been away from family, all that. It'd be nice to be near family. Um, but at the same time, like I realized that kind of like where you're at, isn't like a huge, like, like either do or die type situation. Like if you're like in a big city, it's not going to make or break you um, with like technology nowadays. And especially with Corona kind of opening that up um, where everyone had to be on social media. Um, I think it just like widened the roots of like making your money through social media and stuff like that. So kind of just like open my eyes to like saying like, I've been in Atlanta for like two years. Um, it's been fun. Definitely got like went to Atlanta, had a lot of experience and, and like was in that culture. And and it was definitely a different culture from New Hampshire, obviously. And it was, Mm. um, really cool experience, but, um, I'm 26 and ready to kind of like get, go back and, and find a place I want to just like chill for a while. (laughs) Like, cause I've been like kind of bouncing around. Like I lived in Florida for two years and I moved back to Manchester for two years. And then I went to Georgia for two years. So now I'm two years. Now I'm at my, Two year point, so I'm ready to move back and probably just want to chill for longer than two years this time. On the Boston, bro. On the Boston, man. Boston's tight. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's dope. It's a spot. I'm thinking uh so either oh go ahead. No, I was just saying like I'm I'm probably heading down to Miami. Well, I am heading down to Miami. That's my next target for where I'm moving. But I've been in Boston for like I've been in Boston for like six years now, man. Like I, I started in my summers. I'm from Cape Cod originally, but like in when I and during the summers in college, I would just live in Boston at my buddy's house. But um, dude, it's an amazing place. But then again, you're right. Like with Corona, like who gives a fuck? Like nothing's even open anyway. So like you know, doesn't really matter too much. <laughs> no, yeah, no. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely. I know, um, I know some people in Boston, so I'll, I'll definitely be in Boston either way. Um, Hell yeah! But yeah, no, it's it, I love Boston. It's a really cool, cool vibe. What are you? Uh, so you going to Miami with some some homies or? No, uh, I don't. I don't know. Like, wh- I don't know what the situation that it, that it's gonna be yet. Uh, like, I live right now. I live in Boston, like with my buddies from college. But trying to figure out like what my next move is gonna be in terms of like who I'm living with or what I'm doing. Um, like, I got a girlfriend, pretty serious with. So like, she's considering moving down there too. But um, things are just up in the air, just like conversations. But I'm like 99% doing it because like I'm at the point too with like, like, you know, I've, I've kind of worked my ass off to get into this position that I can be remote and like passively, like be fucking shit up, you know, with the, with my growth guide and with the, I'm like for 2021, I'm doing this thing where I'm coaching um, different artists and taking three artists and helping and I'm coaching them for like a little over a month. Um yeah, but just like little, 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 little things like that. Like you were talking about about diversifying your income. Like I kind of made it to this point where I'm like, dude, like, why am I living in Boston with like the gray skies and it's dark and cold out when I could be doing the same thing from like a fucking beautiful Miami condo? Like, yeah, that shit. You know what I mean? Because I don't even like go anywhere here, anyways. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, but um, let me let me flip the script on you like- real, real quick. I I didn't prepare you for this. Um, can you hear me? 
Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Um, yeah. In terms of like, uh, let me ask you, you know, do you, you know, on my end, I didn't prepare you for this though, but do you have any like questions or anything you want to know, like, um, like about me or like anything that I'm doing over here on like, um, like our base and it doesn't have to be music related or business related. It can be like life, life related too, like whatever it is. Yeah. Um, let me see. So you have your, is that the make it, make it happen? Is that your clothing line or is that a clothing line you're partnered up with or? No, that's me, man. So that's, that's like what I got tattooed on my arm. That's my entire brand and message and everything. Cause, um, like I said, you know, I didn't come from like a fucking rich family or anything. I don't know if I said that. I thought I was saying somebody earlier, but I didn't come from like a rich family or anything. I was just been like everything that, I ha- that I've done in life. I feel like it's always been said no to me, like slammed in my face. Like, yeah. no, you can't do this shit. And I've always found a way to make something happen. Right. Like, it's like, and I think you probably have had moments like this in your career as you know, you're a musician and entrepreneur. It's like, you can't get on promoting sounds. Well, like you did, you know what I mean? You made it happen somehow or just like, any type of way that you've done something, you just make happen. And so that's kind of the mantra, the memo um, for everything, just all encompassing. But MIH Universal stands for like Make It Happen Universal. Yep. And that's um, my LLC. That's the record label. Um, and it's hey. kind of just all encompassing within everything. That's also the clothing line as well. It also says Make It Happen. Um, it's just kind of everything kind of falls in line with that. But it just happens to be like kind of the brand and the, and the mantra. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, definitely. Um like your the designs and all that definitely look like like a professional professional cooling line that could uh be pretty big. <laughs> I could Thanks, see it in bro. like stores, like the department stores and shit. <laughs> Appreciate that, man. Yeah, it's just me ripping Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this shit. No, it's dope. Um, let me see. Um, so yeah, you got your clothing line. When do you start writing music? Like, when did you start like putting music on Spotify and all that? Dude, like, um, twenty end of tw- no, it was like twenty end of twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen, uh, January twenty seventeen. I think my first song came out, and so I've been like, I mean, twenty twenty just over. So like, this has been three years of putting out music on Spotify, and then like, I'd say my last year is when shit started like, like moving a little bit. Twenty nineteen end of twenty nineteen, twenty twenty is when things started kind of working for me, and in terms yeah. of like you know growing and shit like that, but. Yeah, man, just been hustling for a little bit. I've been, I've been like, I was like the rapper kid on my campus for hell long, though. You know what I mean? Putting songs on SoundCloud and just like getting a hundred streams and no one gives a fuck. But like, you know, I, I I was that kid for hell long. I think everybody was that kid, but maybe not for you because you went to a music school, so there's probably tons of people making music. Oh yeah, there's there's tons of rappers and musicians at that school. (laughs) Yeah, like that's where the rappers went. But like a lot of the artists that like would go there to become a rapper, like to find that like opportunity to become a rapper would like fail out of it pretty easy. Cause mm. and have like that, like the school is very intense. Like it's a two year, two year school for four year degree. So like it's all year oh. round, like all year round through the summers. Like you only get like four or five weeks off, like for the whole year, um, like for vacations and stuff. So, um, definitely an intense school. And, um, a lot of the people like thought they would go there and like be able to record for free and like um the other like producers or like I me mean, definitely met producers you definitely met people like that but like it wasn't like like it wasn't like it wasn't a place you go to make an album yeah it wasn't like they were scouting you out to like be the next big thing or anything like that yeah you already know that so many people were like telling people from their hometown like yeah like you know someone yeah. you know, I, I got the call out to go to full sale you know yeah. what i mean <laughs> exactly that was like some of the teachers i think yeah teachers and and people said that like saying like if you're here for if you're here to become a musician like you should have gone to berkeley or something like that like it's like this is like more for like the technical obviously the behind the boards like side of things yeah Um, which which is fire to learn if you do become an artist though because then you can control that shit yeah no exactly i'm so glad i like understand it helps like even when I wasn't mixing my own shit, like it helped me like be able to like describe what I wanted or like be able to like hear a specific thing that the engineer did wrong and like be able to like ask them to change it or like ask them like be able to talk the lingo to have yeah. them, like stuff rather than just be like like I don't like this. I don't know why I don't like this, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was able it's easier to like be able to talk like that and definitely a good experience. Fuck yeah, bro. Um but yeah, what's your what's your plan for twenty twenty one? 
Dude, so kind of a lot. So I got like, um, I've got, you know, I'm stocking up a bunch of music. I'm sitting on like, I'm sitting on a bunch of music, but I've narrowed it down to like 17, like good songs. I really believe in like the release strategy yeah. of, I like believe in weekly releases, but, um, in terms yeah. of, uh, like 2021 for me, I'm building, I'm releasing a song next week, which is one I'm really, uh, really, really proud of. And then, uh, yeah. after that, I got, it's kind of like a record deal with an investment company. And so we're basically doing an eight song project with them and I'm releasing a project of my own, which is going to probably come out as singles, but a lot of music coming out. Like I'm guessing, you know, 20 to whatever it's going to be, but should be a big swing for me, man. Like I've been sitting on a couple different records that we're going to put some dollar signs behind. Um, And uh, you know, like probably the biggest marketing swing I've ever taken in my life. Like I, like I, like, so I'm like, I'm really going for this, this uh, going for it this year. I really hope that like, you know, able to fucking meet my marks and fucking take the next level. Like you said, bro, like, I don't even know what my monthly listeners are out there. Everyone's just kind of down because it's Christmas right now, but they, mine usually sit between like, Oh yeah. My, mine dropped pretty good. Do yeah, I think every, weeks. everyone's did, dude. Like I'm usually a, like a 210 to 225,000 monthly listener type of artist. And it's like, yeah. I, I can't wait to like, bro, like I want that million so fucking bad, dude. Like if I had a million, oh, like, no. I just want that so fucking bad, dude. But that's, that's what I'm fucking betting on because like, I, you know what? It's crazy. It's like, you look at the potential and like, I look at myself sometimes and like, bro, like I know I can be one of those artists, you know, it just separates, it separates it. It's just, it is just like a push. Like you said, you know, having your song Mm -hmm. in like a Jake Paul video, but like he didn't tag you, but if he gave you credit, it's like that, that pushes the song a lot, like little shit Mm -hmm. like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, for sure. Just like one big editorial playlist. That's pretty much like how Arizona's artist kind of blew up with like getting on the top pop, top. Was it top pop? I think yeah. And yeah. Just like just keep he getting from there. He was an interesting. I mean, like that kid's a fucking hit. Man. You ever met Arizona before? No, I haven't. But I I listen to his music all the time. Yeah, I, I obviously Ryan Oaks and and all of them that like know him personally, but I've never met him personally. Yeah, really nice kid. I met him a couple different times, and we, you know, like, um, and it's like he—you knew that that kid. Like Ryan was saying on the last podcast, he's like that kid just radiates the energy of a star. And like I felt the same way. I'm like, dude, this kid's gonna fucking his like the production is phenomenal, <laughs> and he's making like hit yeah. songs. Like I remember when I first heard Arizona shit, I was like, there's yeah. something separating here. Like he doesn't—he sounds like a little too good. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, mm-hmm. but he's no, definitely yeah, he did that. But uh, but fuck yeah. Let me uh, I mean I mean let me ask you. You got anything else that you want to you know say to the crowd out there that's listening into this? Uh, any any words of wisdom from Jay Wright? Um, words of wisdom. I mean, um, up and coming artists. I guess just um, it's, I feel like nowadays it's it's definitely a lot harder. Um, I mean, I think we were in like there was a pocket of a time where. SoundCloud was transitioning over to or SoundCloud artists were transitioning over to Spotify artists because people were kind of figuring it out. And I think nowadays it's definitely Spotify has become definitely oversaturated. So for the up and coming artists, I feel like come out unique and and try to do something that other artists haven't done, um, whether it's with marketing, whether it's with just your own music, anything like that. Uh... Fuck. Did I lose you? Fuck, might have lost him. <laughs> Fuck. I mean... Let me show him a call. Should I, should I text? Oh, no. Do you, are you, can you hear me? Back. back yeah. Are you there? Uh, you, yeah. You got me? Just freezing a bit. Yeah. Here we go. No, yeah, can you hear me? We're back. Yeah, but you were saying like uh, underground artists switching over. Spotify is really saturated. And so, you know, finding a yeah, way to I, differentiate yourself. I just, yeah, like pretty much. Yeah. Just, just um, obviously investing your money, investing your time and, and your energy and, and just trying to, do something that sets you apart from other artists. Um, Cause like I said, like it's, it's definitely a saturated market. Every as 
Spotify has given any, any person the ability to become an artist, which is a great thing. Um, and it's helped a lot of people and a lot of artists break through and be able to make a living off their music. But it also obviously attracts a lot of people wanting to do the same thing. So mm-hmm. your, your competition is a lot higher now. Um, so you obviously just have to work harder than most and, and differentiate yourself from other people. And um, don't be afraid to spend your money into what you want to do and like push, like invest in yourself and, and, and um, invest your time and all that to be able to push through. And and if you just keep consistent with that, then majority of the time it'll work out. Yeah. I think that's a great point. Don't be afraid to, one of the things I was scared of early on is like, you know, I was making an okay salary when I first graduated college, but I was like, always kind of nervous about investing into my music. Like, Invest yeah. into your music. Invest in the shit you care about. Like, just don't don't spend your money on bullshit for a little bit, and invest. Like, like buy the better mic. Like, buy the interface. Like, buy Logic. Like, invest in your education. Invest in, you know, maybe a mentor. Yeah. Like, like for me, like I'm doing artist coaching. Like, invest in. It doesn't have to be me, but somebody like that. Invest in like some courses and shit. I think that's super important. I think I think that's that's missed a lot. A lot of people are like, why aren't I blowing up? It's like you haven't invested anything other than you thinking yeah. that you're good. You know what I mean? No, exactly. That that only goes so so fucking far. So um, fuck yeah, dude. When did you um, when did you get verified? Um, I got verified last November, I believe, November twenty nineteen. Um, yeah, no, when I was with One RPM, um, for a bit for my album drop. That's fire. They uh, kind of so yeah. Hell yeah, man. Love that, dude. I'm fighting for the... I'm verified on like everything other than Instagram and I'm fucking fighting back to it. It's killing me, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's it's definitely hard. They they don't make it easy. I mean, I'm still not verified on Twitter. Um, Twitter's kind of a lost cause. I don't even consider that anymore. I don't even know if they're verifying people. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think it's Facebook, Instagram, and then YouTube and uh, SoundCloud. I think I'm verified on, but... Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. Those are all the ones that you verification. Need. Yeah, true. Yeah, but um, but but all right, fuck yeah, man. I'll uh, I'll keep it a little bit over an hour, man. Um, thanks again for tuning in, guys. Uh, you know, if you're here now, make sure you follow Jay Wright. Uh, what are your what are your ass name? Is it just Jay Wright? Uh, it's uh for Instagram, it's um itsj underscore right. Um, and then yeah, Spotify obviously just J dash right. Um. And I think it's the same for Twitter. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you guys haven't heard of Jared before, um, you know, his music's really good. Yeah, I think it's similar. If you like some of, my, some of my stuff, like Broken Screens or something like that, you know, I think he does a lot of that stuff. And also has some fucking barred up rap songs coming out. I mean, the shit that you kind of just released too. The song with Nate Good that you guys just dropped yeah. was Flames. That shit was like an easy, easy song yeah. to listen to. You know what I mean? Like it was just like, but also Nate's extremely good too. You know what I mean? So it worked yeah. really well. Uh, Oh yeah, no, I love I love his music. Yeah, me too. Sounds okay. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for uh, tuning in. I hope you guys have a great day at work. I love you guys so much. Peace. <laughs>